We praise the Lord Jesus Christ for another opportunity to be with you on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. Well, let's open the program today uh, by coming together in the spirit by prayer. Let's just lift up our voices as the body of Christ right now. Because the word of God is about to come forth and we desire that Jesus would be able to do everything in the hearts of the people that are meek in him and ready to receive. Even the lost, that they would be saved by the hearing of the word of God. Jesus, we just come to you and we thank you for this again, another opportunity to speak truth to the brothers and sisters around the world in Christ and also, Lord God, to be able to speak truth in hopes that those that have not accepted you, Jesus, as their personal Savior, would be able to have that seed of faith that you are the real Messiah planted into their hearts, God. And Jesus, we just stand on the word today. We thank you for your blessings. We praise you, Jesus, for who you are. We give thanks unto thee, great and mighty God. And Lord, I would ask that the power of the Holy Spirit come and rest upon me to be able to speak truth, to be able to encourage those around the world that are struggling, those that are bound by, by the powers of darkness, that they would be loosed today through the hearing of the word of God, that they would be able to glean from this teaching and be able to continue to make spiritual progress with you, Lord. Jesus, as our King and our Savior, we give you all praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And the people of God say, Amen, because we witness to truth. Praise God. I'll be reading out of 1 Chronicles 3.18 to begin with. Going to give you some spiritual nuggets that the Lord has shown me that will help you run your race for Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Praise God. That is a Christian's goal. We want to grow in God. We don't want to remain the same. We don't want to remain babes. We want to grow into the full maturity of Christ. And in order to continue to work at this spiritual progress, we have to realize that one of the, the very first virtue of Christ is humility. And this gives us the power to continue on in our race with God and our growth with God. And we are just rejoicing in the fact that through the word of God, Jesus has given us the instruction of how to grow and how to continue uh, re allowing the Holy Spirit to just redeem us. I want to read Romans 12 and verse 3 to you. How many of you out there want to grow in God? We don't want to get stuck. We don't want to remain uh, babes. We need to continue on in our growth. And uh, Romans 12 and 3 says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, 
but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now humility being the greatest holiest virtue of Christ himself who humbled himself came and in the form of man though he never stopped being God came and was born in a stable came and was born to a virgin called Mary came and was raised by a common ordinary man a carpenter named Joseph showing us that God Almighty's greatest form of holiness, greatest virtue, greatest power, greatest spiritual weapon, the very first step that we have to make in knowing Christ is to humble ourselves. Jesus says that if after we are saved, we can actually, by the receiving of his word, the yielding to his word, be formed into his very image. So therefore, church, we have to be on guard of, of our very strong fleshly virtue, which is the opposite of Christ, and it is pride. Have you ever noticed that the word pride, the very middle letter of that word, is I-P-R-I-D-E, the middle letter being the pronoun I. Now, Jesus tells his people step by step how to follow him. First, we are told to deny ourself. Ah, deny self, pick up the cross, then we can follow him. Now, teaching today on how to make spiritual progress is very important. Hear what the Spirit is saying. Humility being the main virtue of Christ is something that we need to pay attention to if we are going to progress from spiritual babes to the maturity of Christ. God's ways never change. He has it written in the Word, and, and Paul is saying to the Roman church this very thing in that verse 3. I'll read it to you again. For I say, through the grace given unto me. Now, recognize that every virtue of Christ is given to the body through grace. Grace. We're saved by grace. We are able to grow and become like Christ through the gift of grace. So humility is a grace given to us. To every man that is among you, Romans 12, 3 says, to every man that is among you, do not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man a measure of faith. The very moment that we begin to have the state of mind that we think we're smarter than someone else, better than someone else, have uh, sin less than someone else and think that that makes us something special to God, that the moment that we begin to think that our money makes us have prestige or uh, that we're better than the poor person or the poor can have pride and think that, that they're better than the rich man. It goes in all different directions. This root of pride is deeply embedded in our thought life. And Jesus begins at the day of our salvation to humble us. We humble ourselves at salvation and we recognize that we need a Savior. Is that right? A lot of people are so prideful they don't think that uh, they need a Savior, that they're good people and that they can uh, 
do as they please and they don't really need God. A lot of people, oh, even from the beginning of Christ's life on earth, could not receive him as the son of God because he was born in a stable. He was raised by common, ordinary people in the eyes of mankind. And they rejected him as their savior because he was not an educated man. He did not come and live and dwell in a palace. You're following my thought. So here Paul is telling every human being that knows Christ, never allow your state of mind to become so that you think you're better than someone else. Though you haven't committed the sin they committed, you are still a sinner. We all fall short of the glory of God, and we certainly all Jesus said, must be born again. We must repent of our sins. We must acknowledge that without God, there is no good thing in us. Paul again speaks on this issue in Romans 15, 17, and 18. I have therefore, whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not worked by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. Amen. He was telling us there that the only reason he had to glory was in the work of God that had been accomplished in him. He didn't glory in himself. In verse 18, he was talking about, oh, he wouldn't presume to speak of any work except the work of, that Christ did as actually done through him. He was only an instrument in the hands of God. And, and Jesus was using him to win over the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed. He never, Apostle Paul had to remain humble in mind and always recognize that it was Jesus preaching through him, Jesus teaching through him. He never, ever tried to make people look at him, but always to look at God. He reverently feared the Lord. Amen. He spoke about it in 1 Corinthians, about the power of humility. In chapter 3, verses 5 and 7, who then is Paul and who is Apollos but ministers by whom you believed even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Now you see, he's reminding us remain humble. If God calls you to plant the seed, the word is the seed, another will come along Give a little deeper word. That's called watering the seed that's already been planted. But God Almighty has to touch it and has to cause the increase. Amen. Glory to God. Don't forget, you're just a vessel for God. You never take his glory. Pride will come, rise up when you're used by God and try and destroy the very work that God is doing through you. So be aware, humility of Christ is what you need, you and I need to be clothed with continually. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul again directs this issue through his teaching. 
be reading 2 Corinthians 3 and 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Hallelujah. Never think that you are the one that is qualified or has the ability to do anything worthwhile apart from Christ in the kingdom of God. The Amplified reads verse 5 like this, Not that we are fit, qualified, and sufficient in ability of ourselves to form any kind of personal judgments or works to claim or count anything as coming from us, but our power and ability and sufficiency are from God. We must constantly humble ourselves with this truth, and we need to pray for this state of mind, for it is pleasing to God. In First Peter, oh, let me see, it is chapter 3, we are going to see what Peter has to say about this in the thought that we're in about humility, and we're going to First Peter chapter 3 and verse 4. He says, but let it be a hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. It is of great value. He doesn't want us to focus on the outward beauty of ourselves or of anyone, but he, he focuses on the beauty of the heart. Amen. A gentle spirit, a peaceful spirit is a humble spirit. Amen. And this is of great value to God because then Jesus will be seen and you will not be seen. It preserves the soul and gives us peace. Amen. It gives us humility, gives us the ability to be patient under trials. Christ has set that perfect, perfect example in Philippians chapter 2, as you already know, but I will remind you, I will read to you Philippians 2, 6, and 8. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Now, humility is actually a great paradox in Christianity. But humility is the very avenue to God's glory. And the glory is the characteristic of Christ. And remember at the beginning of the teaching, I spoke to you out of 2 Corinthians 3.18 that said, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now the Spirit of the Lord cannot conform us into the image of Christ when we are prideful because in the word of God many places many different ways the Lord says that he resists the proud that he will abase the proud and that he will exalt the humble so we have to recognize church that the 
attitude of humility, the very mindset that we are better than no one else on the face of the earth because we all fall short of the glory of God, must be our state of mind in order to make spiritual progress. Maybe you aren't making progress in God right now. Maybe this word is coming to you to tell you why. All you have to do is see the truth, recognize that Jesus is speaking to you out of his word, repent of that pride, get down on those knees, and begin to ask God to forgive you, to strip you of that pride, and cloak you with humility, his cloak of humility. Now, Colossians 3 and 12 speaks to us about this. It says, but on Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. Glory to God. And above all these things, put on charity, which is love, which is the bond of perfectness, which means brings you into full maturity. Now, you cannot walk in the love of God and walk in pride at the same time. The love of God and the humility of Christ are all wrapped together. Because without that humility, you're going to think that you're better than someone. You're going to get frustrated with people. The very person that irritates you is the very instrument that God has set in your life to deal with your pride. Amen? Because when we get irritated and frustrated with other people, we are walking in the flesh. Because Jesus Christ, thank goodness, never gets irritated at us never gets frustrated with us but he is long suffering the reason that Jesus Christ has not come back for the bride as of yet is because he desires that none should perish amen oh my what a wonderful Lord and Savior Jesus is church we must humble ourselves. Isn't that what 2 Corinthians 7.14 speaks to our hearts constantly? Where it says that if my people would repent of their sins, humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, glory to God, hallelujah, then what would he do? He would come in and heal. He would hear from heaven. He would forgive our sins and he would heal our land. What do we need to do? We need to humble ourselves, then pray, then seek his face, then choose to turn from our wicked ways, and then he will hear from heaven, and then he will forgive our sins, and then he will heal our land. Hallelujah. Humility, the avenue to growth in Christ. Without it, you will never grow. Amen. God desires most of all that we would be a holy and living sacrifice, presenting ourselves unto him in such a humble manner that we would give him permission to change anything and everything in our heart that needs to be changed because we recognize that we have given up our rights to lead ourselves, glory to God, 
in any way, shape, or form. Now, Micah 6, verse 8 says it this way. He has shown thee, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, 8. Jesus is telling us, he's shown us what is good. He's shown us what the Lord requires of us, but to do justly. That means walk uprightly, to love mercy knowing that we need mercy and the mercy that we give is the mercy that we'll receive, that none of us are worthy of salvation, glory to God, in, in within ourselves, but because of God's glorious perfect plan of redemption, we can go to the cross, we can accept Jesus as our Savior, we can be forgiven ourselves as we humble ourselves and recognize that we are all, all sinners, without God, that there is no good thing in our flesh, that we have nothing really to be prideful about, and that God has said here in Micah 6, 8, walk humbly with thy God. One with this spirit never looks down on others, never judges the heart of another. It judges sin, hates sin, deals with sin, speaks the truth, will have no part of sin, but never puts themselves in the place of the judge of that heart, moves in the compassion of God, in the wisdom of God. Luke 14 and 11 says, For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And that, that person will be exalted by the Father. And that's the, in heaven, that's the one that we want to please. Meekness is the fruit most closely connected with humility. Most want the gifts without the fruit. Now, Jesus will not be glorified in your life if you operate even in a spiritual gift, but in your daily life, do not live by the fruits of the Spirit that they are not seen in your life. So I encourage you today, sinner, if you have never humbled yourself and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you need to do it now. You need to repent. You need to recognize that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of the Father God in heaven, that he died on the cross for you over 2,000 years ago. He shed his blood. He was despised. He was rejected for you. He bore your griefs. He bore your sorrows. He was that perfect sacrifice because Jesus never sinned. He can't sin. He's a holy God. He is a God that does not change. He is a God that does not lie. And he set forth the greatest example to us after we accept him that through Christ we can walk through his characteristic and his virtue by his grace in humility humble yourselves now you that have not accepted Christ bow your knee before the real one and only true God many millions are bowing their knee to a false God but the word of God says one day every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and one day every knee shall bow and be humbled before him Glory to God. Do it now. 
Do it now. Do it now. Do it every day. Church, you people, brothers and sisters in Christ, always remember to keep your mind, the mind of Christ, which is lowly and meek and humble. Don't allow pride to take hold and destroy your fruit. I ask you now, bow your heads with me. Lord, I pray that many will be saved today, that Jesus, they recognize that pride has destroyed their life. Your word says that pride cometh before a fall. Lord, your word says that you, God Almighty, will resist the proud. We don't want to be in that condition but your word also says that you will exalt the humble and that you will draw near to the broken and contrite in spirit lord we need you jesus i pray for my brothers and sisters out there i pray for the lost out there and i pray lord god that they will choose right now to bow their knee before you jesus christ and confess with their mouth that you are not only savior but you are their Lord and their master and their beloved and that they will be obedient and submissive servants to you. I pray, God, for the sick to be healed, for the blind eyes to open, Lord, by the speaking of your word. Jesus, just the mention of your name, demons fear and tremble. Your name is the name that is above, has been exalted above all other names, Jesus. We recognize you as the one and only true savior of the world god bless you all we hope to be back with you next week on the i believe in jesus broadcast pray for us as we pray for you